Well, in the chapter of Calvary Chapel South Bay, as this one ends and the new one begins, I think the title that we could place on the book of Calvary Chapel, of course, is the scripture, Lamentations 3, 21. So I'm going to read that to you. Then you're going to join me as we say the four last words of this verse. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Join me. Great is your faithfulness. And that is so true with us as we look at the the book that is Calvary Chapel with the uh, introduction of Pastor Jeff and Connie this day. God has been faithful. We have a video for you to watch from Pastor Don McClure. Uh, Most of you don't know this, but Don McClure is the administrator of Calvary Chapel Association, which is the governing body of Calvary Chapel. He's got a message for us for Pastor Jeff. So take a look. Good morning. When I heard that this Sunday was the day that you were to install Jeff as your pastor, and I was invited to come to pray over him, I was quite upset because I just can't be here. Actually, I'm very close to being here for today, Sunday. uh, I'm actually right up the road at Los Angeles International Airport. But I will have flown in last night from a pastor's conference in Boston, and I'm leaving this morning for another pastor's conference in the Philippines. So the tickets were bought a long time ago and the conferences were set, so I can't be there. I wish I could. But I want you to know that as you take this step in bringing in a new pastor into your congregation, I pray that God's hand would be upon all of you through this entire process. As many of you know, I've been so privileged to be a part of your family. That is the Calvary Chapel South Bay family for, I believe, over 33 years. Steve and Gail have been two of the dearest friends anybody could ever dream of asking for. And I've been allowed to participate in so much of the fellowship here in the ministry. And I've been deeply honored by that. But at the same time, God moves on. Our lives move on. We get old and things happen. And here a new challenge has come across uh, Calvary Chapel of South Bay For God has taken Steve home. That's obviously known to every one of us. And then as time went on, after the children of Israel had a time of mourning, one day there the Lord came and he spoke to Joshua. And he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Arise, therefore, and take the children on in. And now the challenge came. And the same thing has happened here. God has taken your Moses home. And no no one will ever fill his place within your heart. He still brings in now a Joshua who is to take you places that even your Moses didn't take you. And thus the challenge that you now have before you as a fellowship and as a body. I encourage you with all your heart to welcome him, to embrace him, as I know he will welcome and embrace you. He's a good pastor. He's a good man. He will love you. He will feed you. He will lead you in the right way. So may you pray for him. He has taken on a great challenge. I wouldn't necessarily want to follow in Steve's footsteps, wearing his boots. He's done an incredibly blessed job, what's happened here, not only here, but even around the world in so many other places. And now to have the challenge of carrying that on. Thus, your pastor now needs your prayer, needs your love, needs your embrace. And so as you step on into this whole new journey, now may it be one that you're challenged. May you even have all the fears, the insecurities, all the things that God challenged the children of Israel when they came to Jordan now and were to pass through. That all of a sudden, all those old securities that they had with Moses were taken away. 
and they had to cry out to God afresh to lead them and guide them. May that be what is happening to this entire congregation. I'm sure that Jeff feels the weight of the challenge upon him. I'm also sure the Lord has come to him and has said, given him, he says, as I was with Steve, I'll be with you. The same things he said to Moses. So may God bless you. May he give you a wonderful day together as you celebrate the next step where God would take you, where he would challenge you. May you, may you be up to it. And may you be ones that you long to say, Lord, where are we going? We thank you for our glorious past. But we also still have yet a glorious future ahead, and we want it all to be known. So may God give you a wonderful day. I truly wish I could be there. But may God bless you and may he fill you. And to Jeff and Connie, God bless you too. May you be filled with his love and his spirit, and may you sense this body. They're a wonderful group of people. God's allowed me to be all over the world, but I'll tell you there is something unique and wonderfully special about the people at Calvary Chapel of South Bay. I don't just simply say that easily. It's honestly. So may God bless all of you. Have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Come on over here. Come on over here, Connie. Come on, turn the mic on. Pastors and boards are going to come out. Will you stand with us? As we pray, let's hold hands as well as a body, and let's ask the Lord to, he's already placed his hand on Jeff, of course, but let's ask him to just continue to do that work as we pray. And Father, we all just stand here in your presence before your throne, throne of grace, a throne of mercy. We thank you so much, Lord, for this day. We worship you, Lord. We exalt you. We thank you, God that you have not for one moment forsaken us, Lord. You had this plan in mind all along. And yes, Lord, we wanted it maybe a little bit quicker, but Lord, in your perfect timing as you were working on hearts all around. So lifting up Pastor Jeff to you, God, that you would continue your touch upon his life, Lord, that you would smile down upon him from heaven, that, Lord, you would give him, as he has taken this mantle, a double portion of your spirit. And Lord, we echo that prayer for Connie as well strengthening her, blessing her as she comes alongside of her husband as they both uh, venture across the Jordan into this new promised land in their lives, Lord. As you have spoken, as you have ministered, as you have led them all these years, all this, this way to this point, this time, Lord, where this church and their lives intersect and we now become one. Bless them, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we anoint them. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Lord, by the anointing oil and the laying on of hands, would you give them everything that they have need of, Lord, to lead this congregation? Would you yes. give them a heart that hungers and thirsts after you as yes, well as a heart that loves your people? Would you fill them with everything, God, that they, they need to accomplish this task set before them? So anoint them by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill them. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's welcome our new pastor.
You're not supposed to make your pastor cry on his first day in the pulpit. (laughs) What can I say? But thank you. We love you. And we are so excited to be here with you and cannot wait to see what the Lord is going to do. Would you pray with me? And let's ask the Lord to move in this place this morning. Father, I have no words. Lord, I recognize my own shortcomings, my own faults and weaknesses, and but for your spirit. Lord, surely this would be an impossible task, but you're the God of the impossible. Lord, you're the God of the broken, the humble. And so, Lord, as we embark on this journey together, would you, by your spirit, fill us afresh and anew? Would you overflow us? with every good and perfect gift that flows down from you, our Father of lights, who is in heaven. God, thank you for this church, for this body. Thank you for Gail, for Nathan, for Heather. God, would you touch them today? Would you bless them today? Would you continue to heal them today? Lord, we look forward with great anticipation to you bringing us together to a glorious place where we know one day the trumpet will sound and we who are alive and remain will meet you together in the air. May it be soon, Lord Jesus. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. God bless you. As you take your seats... And I gather myself. (laughs) It's one of those divine moments where you try and collect your thoughts and you go, every note you wrote down is not what God wants to say right now. (laughs) I have some things that I want to share with you this morning that are really just simply from my heart. And I have a short message that I would like to bring you that is from the Word. But Pastor Don actually echoed in that video some question that I've been asked so many times in the last uh, few weeks. I have no intention of trying to follow in Pastor Steve's shoes. I have no intention of trying to fill those glorious shoes. And I also am very fully aware of the amazing foundation that has been laid in Christ Jesus through him. And I and my wife, we will be eternally grateful for the work that Pastor Steve and Gail have done and Gail continues to do uh, in this fellowship. And in fact, the Apostle Paul, as he wrote to the church at Corinth, reminded us there in chapter 3 of the first letter, for we are God's fellow workers and you are God's field. Speaking of the body of Christ. You are God's building. According to the grace that he's given me uh, as a, a wise master builder, the Lord indeed has built this church. But there has been a foundation that's been laid by another man. And it will be my privilege to simply add maybe a few more stones to that wall until the Lord comes. The foundation is good. The foundation is strong. I also want to encourage you that 
It's been rare in my time in ministry that I've seen a staff that has weathered such a storm as the staff here has weathered. A board that has been through so much and agonized in prayer on their knees for the church. And me personally, I would like to give them a hand this morning. The foundation is good. The foundation is strong. I'm reminded of Paul's admonition to the church at Philippi there in chapter 3, wherein he said in verse 12, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me. God's been preparing all of us for this time. He's been preparing my family to come and join your family. And that we are eternally grateful for that preparation. Cannot wait to see what the Lord is going to do in the next weeks and months. But I do want to remind you that this church is much like that great mighty battleship, the Iowa, that sits down in San Pedro. It's actually still quite seaworthy. It's still ready. It could actually be put out to sea because it's been kept that way. And this battleship is still ready to go out to sea. Pastor Steve has received a new commission. He's at fleet headquarters in heaven. Amen? He's a rear ad- He's some kind of admiral in heaven. It's up there with Chuck. I don't know what they're doing. But I know this, there's still some battles to be fought. There's still some mountains to be climbed. There are still some giants to be slain. There are still lost that need to be found. And that will happen the same way that it's been happening for more than 30 years here. As we teach the word, as we live godly in Christ Jesus, as we wage the war, I am sure that the battleship is ready to get out of the harbor again. I am delighted to be able to step into that wheelhouse and to lead. But I need you. Every last one of you. The staff here. Because the ship's going nowhere without you. For indeed we are his workmanship, his poema created in Christ Jesus for good works. Amen? Amen. We got some work to do. To that end, tonight I want to encourage you. We're actually going to be beginning a new series called Simply the Savior. Going to return to a Bible study on Sunday nights. It's going to be a little bit upbeat. We're going to raise the roof a little bit with the worship. We're going to invite the junior high, the high schooler, college and career. Going to get the youth involved a little bit. And so I want to encourage you to come out tonight's installment, the first one of what I believe will be many as we gather together. We're going to continue in prayer. And we're going to spend time in God's Word. This coming Thursday night, I want to encourage you to be here as we start the book of Revelation. 
What an awesome time for us to take chapter and verse in depth. The unveiling of the church and the world in the last days. Next Sunday, we'll begin our journey through the book of Ephesians. And so we're going to get focusing on the word. You've had a lot of topical teaching. Let's dig in and get filled. Amen? If you turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of John, to the 21st chapter, in our remaining time, just a handful of things that I want to share with you, and really, this is my promise to you. This is my promise to you. Familiar passage to many of you, to some of you it will be new. Pick up in verse 14 with me. And you remember the setting here. Jesus has now a third time shown himself to the disciples. They are now at the Sea of Galilee. They're having uh, breakfast by the lake. They've gathered together there on the shore. And it says in verse 14, And now the third time Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. And so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, And you remember what had happened that night that Jesus was betrayed. Here comes the restoration and also the absolute most condensed version of what I believe a pastor needs to be to the flock of God. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. And he said again to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you agape me? Do you love me with an undying love? And he said again to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And some of you likely know. But there are two different words being used here for love. Jesus is responding and using the word agape. And Peter is responding back using the word phileo. Two different Greek words. Different connotation. One absolutely the highest and deepest love that one could offer. It's the love that God the Father showed through Jesus the Son as he died on Calvary's cross. Agapeo. Peter responds with that brotherly bond, that bond of friendship, that foxhole love, that collegiate love, that deep love that we have as really good friends. And sometimes we make the differentiation here between these two words. Not really my point this morning. And he said to him a third time in verse 17, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter, getting a little bit upset, a little twisted, maybe a little hurt, perhaps questioning why the Lord would ask this question the third time. But you remember how many times Peter denied the Lord. It was three times, was it not? And Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. 
And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So three very simple things. Peter responding back to the Lord's questioning. And you sometimes look at this and you wonder why he was asking this question. Could it be, Jesus was saying, do you love me more than these other men that are around here? I I don't think that's the case. Could it be that Jesus meant, do you, do you love me more than fishing or being here on the Sea of Galilee? Do you, do you love me more than the setting here? Do you love me more than anything in this world? I, I really don't think that's what Jesus was getting at. What he was really saying is, do you love me the way you claimed to love me? Do you remember what Peter said about Jesus? John chapter 13, he says, for your sake, I will lay down my life. That was Peter, speaking of Jesus. Matthew 26, he said, though all men will be offended of you, I will never forsake you. You you see, there is an air of the Lord allowing for repentance in this wonderful picture. But more than anything else this morning, he gives us three very important keys to ministry because he says three very remarkable things and I simply want to make a promise to you notice how the Lord responds in this way to Peter because it's so important for me personally first he says feed my lambs Peter if you love me more than you love all the other disciples. If you love me more than you love things of this earth, maybe fishing, if you really love me supremely, then he says, feed my lambs. And he gives this beautiful picture of the, the weak, little tiny lambs. Now, I, I don't know how many of you have had the opportunity. I have a family that actually, uh, back in the day, we actually had sheep in our family. And if you've ever been around sheep, sheep, well, they bite. And they kick. They smell sometimes. Sheep can be kind of ornery. But Jesus says something very simple and very plain. He, He says, feed my lambs. Go after the ones that are young. Teach the ones that are young. Minister to those in a way that you can draw those who are not quite there yet. Feed my lambs. Then he goes on to say something else, and he says, tend or shepherd my sheep. And it's a little bit different thought process involved. What he's really saying is this. Because sheep have a tendency to wander, amen? I know nobody in here would actually do that, but sometimes we wander, don't we? It's always interesting, as a pastor, we're also fellow sheep. I like to think of the pastor more as a sheep dog, actually. Kind of nipping at the heels of the sheep, kind of getting them back in the sheepfold. But he says, tend. 
And that word means to care for, take care of, guide, lead, direct, make sure they're safe. Get them from pasture to pasture. Give them an opportunity to be well-fed. To take care of their needs. So he first says, take care of those who are young in the Lord. And then he says, make sure that you tend all the sheep. Because the sheep are his, amen? We are the sheep of his pasture, amen? The third thing that he says is feed my sheep. There are a lot of real sheep in this church. You have been well fed, you have been well tended, and many have been brought to Christ through this ministry. So there are really all three component parts of this ministry 101 message that's given to Peter. You see, mature sheep need a little bit different care than lambs, don't they? They need meat instead of milk. Lambs need milk. Sheep need, well, that'd be carnivorous sheep. That's not good. (laughs) You get my inference. The mature sheep need a different kind of feeding than the little lambs, don't they? We see that in children's ministry. My promise to you is to feed the lambs and attend sheep and to feed sheep. I believe that's the chief reason that the Lord has brought Connie and I here. To lead, to guide, direct, and defeat. And I believe if that happens, that what Scripture says is true. That as you are trained up to do the work of the ministry, this church is going to explode. Because it's ready to go. It's ready to move. It's ready to get out of the harbor and back out into the open ocean. The Holy Spirit has equipped, continues to equip. And my job is to just come alongside of the Lord Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit and to do some feeding and some tending. And that will be my joy. Now I can tell you I'm very well aware of who I'm following. Pastor Steve was my friend. Pastor Steve was in many ways a pastoral mentor to me. And so actually, I am one of you. To some degree, I also have come out of this ministry. But as we embark on this new journey, each one of us has an opportunity to step up and step out. Amen? Each one of us has the opportunity to take our ministry to the next level. And that includes each of you. That's not just me. That's you as well. Because God indeed has great things in store for us as we move forward. 
For some of you, I'm also very aware that that will be hard. And I honor that. I understand that. Pastor Steve's handprints, footprints, tear stains, literal blood is everywhere in this, this place. And we will continue to honor that. But we're going to move forward, taking those little lambs and making them mature sheep. We're going to move forward by making sure that all of God's sheep are tended well, ministered to where they need to be ministered to. As we take up that incredible banner of the work of the Spirit in each one of our lives, I know that God is going to do new things that are going to amaze all of us, myself included. Each of you has gifts, at least one, that we can use to minister in this endeavor. And I know that sheep are prone to wander a little bit. I'm reminded of my aunt who happens to live up in Ramona in East San Diego County. And she actually has sheep. My first encounter with a sheep was that she told us to go collect them from the batch of rocks on the other side of a canyon that she owned. And we got there. Sheep are kind of like the animal world's equivalent to Velcro. (laughs) Have you ever seen those wonderful things called cockle burrs? When they get stuck in a sheep, you have no, no other choice but to shear them. We brought the sheep back. That's when I learned what an electric fence was. <laughs> Don't touch them. Especially if you're standing in water. You wonder why I have no hair. But those silly sheep fought me all the way. My cousins were out there, were trying to shoo them along. Because sheep are pretty individualistic. My promise to you is to treat you with love and respect and to care for you and recognize that in some ways we're all kind of prone to wander. And I'm okay with that. Where you go, I'll go. Where you are, I'll be. What you'll need, I will endeavor to do my very best to meet that need. I want to be open. I want to be available. I want to tend sheep. There will be times when you'll need to tend me a little bit because the church is also like a hospital, amen, full of wounded people. Full of hurt people, full of sick people. And pastors get wounded, get hurt, get sick. And sometimes, most of the time, perfectly, I'll be the attending physician. But sometimes I'll need a band-aid or two myself. I'd be honored if you would tend to my family. Where we go, we're going to go together. 
So my promise to you is simple. Going to feed the lambs. Going to tend the sheep. And I'm going to feed the sheep. Can't wait to see what God does as we embark on this journey. I know this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? Would you pray with me? Father, what a joyous privilege it is to occupy this pulpit of my dear friend. And Lord, I would pray that you would be blessed, that you would be glorified, that your name would be exalted, that your lambs would be fed, that your sheep would be tended, and that your sheep would be fed. Lord, we ask your spirit to fall afresh upon each one of us. Build us up and fill us with good works, Lord, that we might join with one another together in these last days as we seek to accomplish your great purposes for this great church. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We can't live without you. We don't even want to try. And so, God, would you bind us together? Lord, twist that cord of love around us, and may we be bound in that love of Jesus. Thank you for this body. Thank you for the heritage. Thank you for the legacy. But most of all, Jesus, we thank you for you. And it's in your name we pray these things. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.